Welcome to the revolution. Hello and welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams and thank you so much for listening today. We have a few very crazy topics to cover. I don't think one that we expected to have to cover after the, you know, Nancy Pelosi Taiwan situation. It's like literally back to back to back to back, like crazy wild events, which I guess is good for the news and podcasting world, but kind of wild just to be an everyday citizen trying to do your job and be a good father and mother and person with friendships. But here we are. So we might as well talk about it. (laughs) So on episode number 39 of the Red Pill Revolution podcast, we are going to discuss 86,852 new IRS employees now to be hired after a bill passed the Senate. And on the back of that, the IRS posted literally today posted a job posting talking about hiring essentially IRS agents who are willing to pick up a weapon and use deadly force. I wonder what type of tax evasion warrants the IRS murdering U.S. citizens. (laughs) So we will discuss that. We are also going to jump into the, obviously, the Mar-a-Lago Trump situation. Trump this week was raided by the FBI, so we will discuss what happened. Uh, We'll also discuss who signed off on this and uh, some of the comments that some famous people talked about and kind of my thoughts on it. So we'll discuss all of that and more today. But before we do that, the first thing I need you to do is go ahead and hit that five-star review button, hit that subscribe button. It would mean the world to me. And I know you're thinking about it. You're like, man, why would I do that? Well, you should do it because I asked you and I said, please. Please. (laughs) So hit that subscribe button. Again, it would mean the world to me. There's not very many things that you can do right now where you're sitting, where you can get some good karma. I talk about that all the time, but you truly can. It means a lot to me. Just hit that subscribe button. Takes two seconds. And if you didn't do it the last 20 seconds or so that I've talked about it, just do it right now and I'll stop talking about it. I'll give you two seconds. Ready? Go. All right, cool. Now that you've done that, (laughs) then let's go ahead and let's jump into it. And here we go. Episode number 39 of the Red Pill Revolution podcast. Welcome to Red Pill Revolution. My name is Austin Adams. Red Pill Revolution started out with me realizing everything that I knew. Everything that I believed, everything I interpret about my life is through the lens of the information I was spoon-fed as a child. Religion, politics, history, conspiracies, Hollywood, medicine, money, food, all of it. Everything we know was tactfully written to influence your decisions and your view on reality by those in power. Now, I'm on a mission. A mission to retrain and re-educate myself to find the true reality of what is behind that curtain. And I'm taking your ass with me. Welcome to the revolution. All 
Right. So the very first thing that we were going to discuss was a bill was passed hiring, allowing the hire of 87,000 new IRS agents who are going to come after everyday citizens swarming every little deduction that you have ever taken in your entire life. Uh, now, this is, and if you realize how many people actually work at the IRS currently, it, it's about half of this. So they just doubled their working force in an attempt to recoup and reclaim all of the money that they have frivolously spent in Ukraine. <laughs> so I wonder if you take the, I don't know what the number is at this point, like $80 billion or so that we've sent to Ukraine. Um, I wonder how much of this uh, IRS attempt is now not only in an attempt to like, so they're not only spending your tax dollars frivolously, they're hiring uh, or they're sending it to a war that we're not a part of. And then to fund their overspending and the inflation that they've caused themselves, they're now going to go back and recheck your taxes, you know, the taxes that they already spent on everything they've wanted to spend. Uh, by hiring and doubling their working force to do so. Now, that's not as crazy as the next topic that we're going to discuss, which is absolutely a part of this topic, which is, you know, we already kind of talked about with the IRS having job postings, talking about deadly force. Uh, but let's go ahead and read this article about the 86,852 new IRS agents. It goes on to say that you've probably heard Republicans say the Inflation Reduction Act, the massive spending bill was just passed by Senate Democrats, including provisions to hire 87,000 new Internal Revenue Service agents. The number seems too big to believe. The IRS currently just has 93,654 employees, according to the Office of Personnel Management. By the way, this article is coming from the town hall. Uh, now, it goes on to say that why would Congress in one bill increase the IRS workforce by something like 92%? It doesn't seem possible. That math does not add up. Anyways, it certainly doesn't seem wise. It's not wise, but it is possible, and that's why f what 50 Senate Democrats, along with the tie-breaking Vice President Kamala Harris, <laughs> I wish I could do a good impression of her laugh, <laughs> um, did when they passed the Inflation Reduction Act, which gives roughly $80 billion to the IRS now and... Uh, 2031. The name Inflation Reduction Act was a ruse to convince gullible voters that Democrats are actually doing something about inflation. If you were curious where this, this uh, news article's uh, bias lies, the bill itself is made of expensive climate measures plus prescription drug provisions, tax increases, and initiative to increase IRS enforcement. The Inflation the Inflation Reduction Act is the slimmed down version of the even more massive Build Back Better bill. Interesting, I did not know that. Which failed earlier this year due to the opposition of Democratic Senator Joe Manchin. We know a lot about the IRS provisions of the new bill because the same provisions were in the Build Back Better plan, which the administration extensively promoted. You know, the Build Back Better plan that was basically the ideation coming off of the book written by Klaus Schwab himself. You know, the, the true evil uh, puppet master. It says that's where the 87,000 figure comes from. In May 2021, the Treasury Department produced a 22-page analysis of Build Back Better, and in supporting tables, the document said the bill would add 86,852 or uh, full-time equivalent employees to the IRS between now and the year 2031. Do a little rounding, and there's the 87,000. Interesting. So I had no idea that this was a proxy, just a smaller ideation of the original Build Back Better plan. And if you don't know about that, I'm pretty sure... 
I'm actually positive that that whole idea of Build Back Better comes from the World Economic Forum. 100%. They had a whole, like, uh, a whole meeting where all the world leaders came together talking about the Build Back Better plan, according to Klaus Schwab. I guess my Klaus Schwab is maybe a little bit better than Kamala Harris, but probably a little bit closer to Count Dracula. <laughs> Um, although you're probably not too far off with Klaus Schwab and Dracula. Anyways, um, so I find that to be somewhat concerning, right? Now, there's a clip here that's been circulating about Peter Ducey uh, where he discusses um, why they may be doing so and the concerns about the 87,000 people. And it's at the back of it. We'll actually watch it on the backs of one of the clips that we're looking at discussing the FBI raid of Donald Trump because it's kind of like a really end snippet during the White House press secretary discussion on that. Uh, but what she says is that they're only going to go after people who make more than $400,000 a year. And now this article actually talks about that, and that is what they consider to be upper class, not middle class. So they're going to be going after people who make more than $400,000 a year and nobody under that line. Now, she goes on in that same discussion to call them tax evaders and tax, I don't know what the word she was, but it was somewhat venomous term to describe everyday people who are literally just trying to fill out bullshit forms so they can pay your salary, dummy. Anyways, uh, so pretty crazy, but not as crazy as the next one. The next one that we're going to discuss here is what they immediately did. Following this bill being passed by the Senate, they immediately posted a job posting. So everybody's already wildly upset by the fact that the IRS is more than likely going to audit basically everybody in the United States now um, as a result of this. You know, according to them, only people who make over $400,000 a year. But obviously, that's not actually going to be the case. Um, so let's look at what the more concerning part of this is. But before we discuss that, the next thing I need you to do is go over to redpillrevolution.substack.com. All right, now you can actually go to my website, which is redpillrevolution.co.com is for losers. So head over to redpillrevolution.co and you can actually sign up for the Substack directly on there. You can see I redid the whole website. I've been spending a ton of time on this, guys. So um, trying my best over here to learn how to build WordPress websites for you. <laughs> and I think I did a decent job. So head over to redpillrevolution.co and you can actually watch all of the video episodes. You can get all of the podcast links. You can look at reviews. You can sign up for the Substack. And on the Substack every single week, you are going to start getting a podcast companion, which includes all of the articles, all of the links, all of the um, talking points of what we discussed, the video episode, the podcast episode, all of that right in one place directly to your email uh, about a day or so after the podcast comes out. All right. So head over to redpillrevolution.co and you can sign up for the Substack directly on my website there. And just if nothing else, check it out. Tell me my website sucks. I don't know, but I think I did a pretty good job. So head over there right now and sign up for the Substack. You'll get all of the articles, links, videos, everything for free for now. All right. So I would appreciate it. Now, on the backs of that, let's go ahead and talk about what piggybacks that last topic, which is the IRS is seeking armed accountants ready to use deadly force. Now, the IRS posted a job posting today, which caused immense backlash from the general public. I wonder why. When you have a bunch of nerds sitting there using Excel spreadsheets all day, now holding AR-15 assault rifles. 
looking to kill everyday citizens because you <laughs> you deducted a, a lunch meeting when, you know, there's a secret agent sitting there with an earpiece and listening and then all of a sudden pulls a gun on you and shoots you in the head because they know that wasn't a proper deduction. <laughs> I could just almost, I can imagine the amount of skits that you can make off of this, um, but there's probably a lot, right? I'll just, let's, let's go with, um, instead of 007, it's going to be, you know, Agent 1099. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many, so much good material in this. Um, but I'll let the comedians work that out themselves. Uh, so this is wild. So I'll read this article a little bit for you. Um, I don't, I want to shy away from reading too much uh, because I have some shit to say myself. Um, but this goes on to say that even before Congress and President Joe Biden give the final okay for the IRS to hire 87,000 more agents. Uh, and again, that's a good thing is that this bill still has yet to pass Congress or Joe Biden. Um, so we still have a chance to not, you know, maybe potentially get killed by IRS agents, which would be a positive. Uh, but, um, the final okay for the IRS bill to hire 87,000 more agents in the $80 billion package, the tax agency is revealing a priority job category that could get first dibs on the huge budget expansion. On its job page listing of vacancies for special agents at the IRS to be placed around the country to root out financial fraud. But these are opening more than just financial experts. They will also be armed. Among the requirements listed is to carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force for the IRS, if necessary, it says. When, when I'm sorry, when is it necessary for anything to do with financial obligations, filling out tax forms for an IRS agent, Agent 1099, <laughs> to, to be carrying any type of weapon and perhaps raiding houses just like the FBI just did to Donald Trump? I can only imagine what they're going to be doing here, but it's quite concerning and, and if you don't know, the IRS has been purchasing millions of dollars of ammunition over the last several years. Millions of dollars. Now, I wonder where that money came from. Oh, yeah, the IRS is spending your tax dollars buying ammunition so they can arm themselves to go raid your homes and then kill you as a result of going into your home to figure out how much money you didn't pay them for them to pay themselves to buy more ammunition to kill more Americans. What the fuck kind of weird clown mirror multiverse did I end up in where the IRS is hiring special agents to use deadly force? I don't know. I made, if you've seen the movie, if you, if you haven't seen the movie, I guess, it's uh, everywhere, all the time, something like that, every place, I don't know. Probably one of my favorite movies that's come out in the last five years. Um, it's like everywhere, all the time, I don't know, something like that. Um, go check it out, because that movie is incredible. It's, just, it's actually, ironically, written by the same people who write the uh, Marvel movies, where the multiverse is such a consistent topic. But... It's, a, it's quite interesting to see how they actually go about the multiverse situation and, and to see the sprinkles of the multiverse be like riddled into our entertainment uh, is quite interesting too. It's something I'm interested in researching further and doing a full episode on because I think the multiverse theory is quite an interesting one. Um, but I definitely made a wrong decision somewhere to end up in the multiverse where all of this wild stuff is happening. And apparently so did you. So I'm sorry that we made these bad decisions together. <laughs> so the article goes on to say, 
that among the job requirements listed, it is to carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force if necessary. Special agents who can be placed around the nation and the world have an interesting job, according to the IRS description. They are financial am analysts and armed officers ready for a shootout. Um, there was a tweet listed by Ford Fisher, who I believe started was the biggest tweet uh, that kind of started this, eh, maybe not the biggest one, but it was a part of it, um, getting into something what, what people found to be interesting enough for it to circulate this way. And it was directly from the IRS website. And it says some of these standards that the individuals have to conform to in order to operate under this, you know, Agent 1099 <laughs> is to adhere to the highest standards of conduct, especially in maintaining honesty and integrity, work a minimum of 50 hours a week, which may include irregular hours and be on call 24 seven, including holidays and weekends. Keep in mind, this job is like $55,000 a year to 70,000 potentially. So not only are you overworking, you're underpaid, you're on call like you're a medical surgeon and you're carrying a firearm willing to use deadly force like you're 007. <laughs> Um, and then it also says, be willing and able to participate in arrests, execution of search warrants, and other dangerous assignments. Now, he goes on to say that they will combine accounting skills with law enforcement skills to investigate financial crimes. All income earned, both legal and illegal, has the potential of becoming involved in these crimes which fall within the investigative jurisdictions of the IRS criminal investigation. And this is from their website, which talks about the criminal investigation uh, branch of the IRS. And it says, who are we? The criminal investigation is the law enforcement branch of the IRS. Our mission is to serve the American public. You mean shoot them in their house for forgetting to deduct something properly. Anyways, to serve the American public. Asterix, by investigating potential criminal violations of the Internal Revenue Code and related to financial crimes in a manner that fosters confidence in the tax system and compliance with the law. As a special agent, you will combine your accounting skills with law enforcement skills to investigate financial crimes. Special agents are duly sworn law enforcement officers who are trained to follow the money. Ooh, cool statement, IRS. No matter what the source. All income earned, both legal and illegal, has the potential of becoming involved in these crimes with fallen within the investigative services. He goes on to tweet that while the newly hired feds are required to carry a firearm and be willing to use deadly force, the government adds the criminal investigation special agents are a part of a diverse workforce that mirrors the taxpaying public we serve. Interesting. Um, and also, here's a interesting article which backs up my former claim about the all of the ammunition they've been buying between March 1st and June 20 or June 1st, 2021, the criminal division of the IRS has ordered seven or $696,000 in ammunition. And the IRS told verify in an email in 2018, the report, the IRS showed it to generally spend $675,000 on ammunition a year in the previous seven years. So in a single year, they spend as much as they did in seven years. So what, how crazy is that? And if you don't know, like the cost of ammunition, it's about, you know, depending on what you're shooting is about, uh, I don't know, when I last bought ammunition was about, a, well, I never buy ammunition, um, but uh, last time I didn't buy ammunition, it was about a dollar a round for like five, five, six, a little bit more for blackout rounds, uh, nine millimeter. I mean, it all falls, falls generally around that nine millimeter could be a little bit more expensive. So if you take that, obviously they're buying it in bulk pretty big bulk, um, that $675,000 or $700,000 in a year amounts to about just 
let's go easy dummy math, about $700,000 worth of rounds. More because they're buying it in bulk. What in the hell is the IRS doing with $700,000 and or 700,000 rounds of ammunition? What? What in the world could they be? What type of operations is the IRS conducting? Or are they just stockpiling this? So when Biden inflation continues to occur, that eventually they can come after everyday citizens who disagree with them, audit them, kick down their door, and if you don't comply with them and fill out your tax forms properly, they're going to shoot you in the head. And that uh, article about that came from verifythis.com. Sounds super legitimate. <laughs> it's like one of those fact-checking websites, maybe. Um, I don't know. Um, so pretty wild, the fact that the IRS is looking to hire special agents to conduct raids on everyday citizens. We'll see where it goes from here. But I think this, I legitimately think this stuff's about to get pretty wild over the next, I don't know, five to seven years or so. Um, we'll see, you know, just seeing how much damage has occurred in the last 365 days. I don't know how, you know, since the presidency occurred, how much inflation has incurred, how, how much gas prices have gone up, how much food prices have gone up. Um, and we'll actually look at some of these uh, discussions here in a second about that um, in the Peter Ducey questionings here, but <laughs> the next topic that we are going to discuss is going to be, there's been a clip that's been circulating and I've tried to just shy away from these topics. Like I said in the last episode, like my stuff is just like so far shadow banned beyond oblivion on like Instagram. I have 50,000 followers, 200 people see my story. Um, so I would always appreciate it if you share my stuff. It's literally the only way that my stuff gets out. Um, all social channels are red pill revolt. Uh, pretty easy to find backup channels, uh, just two T's on the back end. Um, so anyways, uh, I don't know where I was going with that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been trying to get away from the topic of discussing like the trans, the, you know, but there's one that really sticks out to me that's bothersome. And it's the situation that we're seeing. There's a TikTok video that's been going around, uh, um, some weird type of sex therapist talking about maps. And if you don't know what a map is, you do. You just don't cushion the title because you see them for what they are. So let's go ahead and watch this video. We'll see what this woman has to say about it. And then we will discuss it as always. And here we go. Hi folks, my name is Miranda. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and sex therapist in Erie, Pennsylvania. And today I wanna to talk about minor attracted persons. And I want to talk about minor attracted persons because they are probably the most vilified population of folks in our culture. And most folks are making incorrect assumptions about them without actually knowing much about them. Yeah, the assumption is that they're pedophiles. There's no wrong assumptions there. If you are a map, you are a minor attracted person. You are somebody who is interested in minors sexually. Maybe we should, you know, I, I, I've been really hating the label of murderer lately. We just call them individuals who like to end lives. And the acronym is I-L-E-L. I-L-E-Ls are the new ones that we're going to protect. Individuals who like to end lives. I am so sick of everybody in the world just hating on the ILELs. 
the individuals who end lives, is the, one of the most outrageous things that everybody wants to jump on the backs of these ILEOs. The fact that you want to call out these people who end lives, they they don't control that they have these urges to kill people. They don't have, they don't control that at all. Just like I like to go on walks, they like to murder people. There's nothing wrong with that urge. And now we need, just need to stop this right now. We need to stop it in its tracks because if we don't stop this right now, the ILEOs of the world, or as you call them, murderers, they're going to feel bad about themselves. Oh, poor ILELs. What could we do? Everybody's assuming they're bad people. They're not bad people. They just have urges to kill people. Anyways. And those assumptions create harm for an already marginalized population. You may have noticed that I'm using the term minor attracted persons, sometimes abbreviated to MAPS, instead of the more commonly used term pedophile. And I'm doing this because the term pedophile has moved from being a diagnostic label to being a judgmental, hurtful insult that we hurl at people in order to harm them or slander them. I also prefer person-first language that recognizes that any label we might apply to a person is only part of who they are and doesn't represent everything that they are. Yeah, it just talks about the part of who they are that wants to sexually assault minors who cannot consent. What kind of mental gymnastics, and I think that last analogy pretty much sums it up of how ridiculous this is. Nobody's marginalizing this group. This group is literally people who want to sexually assault children and children cannot consent. If you want to argue the fact that people should be able to do this, you're wildly, obviously you're, you're in that class of individuals. Otherwise you wouldn't be arguing that, but you have to understand too. There's like this movement behind there. There literally is. If you're saying there's not watch this video, watch this individual who's trying to do mental gymnastics and play these PC games and trying to, and that's what I've said all along. It's the whole reason for the acronym right? The ABCDFGs of the world. Eventually the plus turns into a M. There's going to be an M on there eventually. If enough people like this don't seek, don't get enough resistance immediately by the general public. This woman is literally sitting here protecting. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you with every fiber of my being that this woman does not have children. Guaranteed. This woman does not have children because this woman's sitting there literally thinking through the idea of her being the pedophile and wanting to defend the pedophile, not the child, not the innocent individual who cannot defend themselves, not the innocent individual who's not allowed to be advertised to legally because the implications of them not being able to realize when somebody is trying to take advantage of them for profit, literally, there's advertising laws against advertising to minors. You want to know why? Because they're not fully developed and they cannot reasonably understand when somebody is trying to take advantage of them for profit. So if you can't reasonably advertise to somebody who's under 18 specifically, why should you be able to take advantage of them sexually? It blows my mind that this woman, she's has a bald head. 
still know she's a woman. <laughs> she's a woman. This woman is sitting here and especially trying to like speak immediately starts her sentence with a, um, with a, uh, figure of authority, right? She tries to present herself as I'm a licensed sex therapist and, and somebody who, you know, whatever bullshit, you know, uh, she, she tried to claim herself to be as, as a person who knows better than you, who calls people pedophiles, pedophiles, right? Just, it's just a label. It's only a part of who they are that likes to sexually assault minors. It's it's so crazy to me. So wild to me. And I think that like I-L-E-L -E scenario like just perfectly sums it up. If you want to say that, it's just part of who they are that they want to murder. They have this internal urge to snap a neck from somebody beside them. <laughs> like, uh, where do we, where do we draw the line here? If we're not going to draw the line at literally, if you go to jail, if you go to jail, the only class of, of criminal, not murderers, not the worst of the tax evaders of the world that the IRS is going after the people who the incarcerated individuals, and we'll talk about that in a second because that's wild too. New York just decided to change the name of inmate to incarcerated individuals. Um, but when you go to jail, the only class of individual who is looked at as the scum, the scum of the jail is the pedophile. You're the ones that you're going to literally probably get your ass kicked over and over and over and over again because you're the worst of the worst of the worst of the inmates that are in there and they hate you for the actions that you did to the citizens or the children that you conducted them on. And this lady, this licensed sex therapist has the audacity to sit in a public forum, put out this video and believe that she was in the moral high ground for protecting individuals who want to sexually assault minors. That's where we're at. That's the multiverse that me and you find ourselves in today when we took a left turn because we chose to eat a hot dog instead of a hamburger <laughs> like seven years ago. Um, it's, it's so crazy. We're halfway through the clip, so we'll watch the rest of it here. We are all people first with many different facets or parts of ourselves, and this includes folks who are attracted to minors. So to start with, let's talk about what a minor attracted person is or who they are. This term simply means that the person has an enduring sexual or romantic attraction to minors. They've not chosen this attraction just as the rest of us have not chosen whatever our attraction is. You don't get to choose to be heterosexual or to be gay or, or whatever you are. And you don't get to choose to be a minor attracted person. Some minor attracted persons are attracted to a specific age range of minors while some are not. And some minor attracted persons are exclusively attracted to minors and are not attracted to adults at all. Some minor attracted persons are also attracted to adults. Wow. Thank you for that riveting discussion and the clarification as to what a pedophile is. We know. We're well aware of what a pedophile is. We've known this for millennia, what a pedophile is. Didn't change my opinion on what a, uh, that we should be out here singing praises and doing parades for the maps of the world. No, you should probably still get your ass kicked in prison for doing horrific things to children. 
Not changing my opinion on that. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it's so crazy to me that this woman gets on there speaking from her moral high ground and thinks that people want to hear this. Like, thinks that she's, like, defending the the you know, individuals of the world who need to be defended. No, they don't need to be defended. They're predators who prey on children because they're sick in the head. Just the same way that somebody who murders somebody, it's just a facet of who they are. It's a small part of them likes to slit people's throats. You know, they're a dad, they're a husband, they're a, they're a brother. They, they like to play basketball on the weekends and some nights, after 11 p.m., for approximately 20 to 25 minutes, they also like to murder people. <laughs> we shouldn't, we shouldn't, you know, be mad at them for that. It's just an urge that they feel inside of them to do so. Crazy. It, 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 I, I literally cannot say anything more about that besides the fact that that woman needs to lose whatever license she claims to have if she actually has one or needs one for the profession that she's in because she's obviously just as insane as the individuals that she feels the need to protect. All right, now, the next thing that we're going to discuss is going to be the biggest topic of discussion, which has been on everybody's mind recently, which is probably a wild indication of where our nation is going, or not our nation, but the governmental agencies that claim to protect us. Um, so let's just jump into it. Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate got raided by the FBI in a situation that has never happened in the history of the United States. The FBI has never raided a former president's house looking for documents or for any other reason. Now, we'll get into some of the details of why we actually think this might be some of the crazier theories on that. Um, but actually, one thing that I forgot was the the New York thing on that. Basically, what you know, I skipped over that thought train there. But let, let me go back for a second. What ended up happening is New York decided to, to change their definition of inmate to incarcerated person because they believed that they were a marginalized group. So let's see if I can find an article that explains that real quick for you, because I think it's pretty weird where we're getting to where we're trying to pad the idea <laughs> of, of we're, we're literally trying to protect those of us. Now, I am a firm believer that the United States, the freest country in the world is not that we're the exact opposite of that. We have more incarcerated individuals than the next three first world countries combined and more so than like almost every other country under that combined as well. So I believe that we far, far over imprison people in the United States, way more than we should, way, 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 way more than we should. Okay. Um, so let me start with that premise. I, I do not believe that we should be incarcerating people at the rates that we are. I think that we are the, you know, you claim to be the freest country in the world, but yet you have more humans behind bars than any other country at all in the world per capita, by far per capita and even more than just the average statistic. So, and then on the backs of that, you know, you have the Reiner situation where we're literally trying to trade Russian mobster arms dealers called like the, what is, I don't remember his name, but it was like his, his uh, like nickname was like the bl bloody something, I don't know, it was something wild. But we were literally trying to trade a arms dealer who was going after US citizens with bombs 
for somebody who was smoking weed or bringing on marijuana cartridges in Russia. Yet we have hundreds of thousands of fathers, mothers, daughters, humans sitting behind bars today eating bullshit food because they wanted to smoke something, eat, ingest something that is literally legal in however many states today, like 17 or more states at this point. Marijuana is legal. And we're negotiating terrorists to free this one individual in Russia, yet we have hundreds of thousands of people behind bars today. And it's still a federal schedule one drug. I don't know how I got in that tangent. But anyways, back to New York, <laughs> which is that New York is to, uh, New York changes the term inmate to incarcerated individual with the goal of, let's see, that article's gone. Um, New York to scrap inmate in favor of incarcerated individual in new state law. It said New York will no longer refer to prisoners as inmates and will instead call them incarcerated individuals, according to a new law. Um, Democratic New York governor, surprise, surprise, Kathy Hochul signed the legislation Monday. She argues that removing the term inmate will help to reduce a harmful stigma against incarcerated people by correcting outdated terminology. Oh, you don't like the sound that I say with my mouth, Missy? In, in New York, we're doing everything in our power to show that justice and safety can go hand in hand. We can make our streets and communities safer by giving justice involved individuals. Justice involved individuals. What the fuck? What are we doing here? Next thing you know, Webster is going to be changing the definition of incarcerated. We can make our streets and communities safer, she says, by giving justice-involved individuals the chance to complete the rehabilitation program and work at the same time. By treating all New Yorkers with dignity and respect, we can improve public safety while ensuring New Yorkers have a fair shot at the second chance. Oh, you think changing the word is going to do that for them? Democratic State Senator Gustavo Rivera sponsored the legisl legislation through the New York State Legislature, according to Rochester First. For too long, we as a society have thought of incarcerated individuals as less than people. The use of the word inmate further dehumanizes and demoralizes them. This is another concrete step our state is taking to make our criminal justice system one that focuses on rehabilitation rather than relying solely on punishment. The New York law is the latest example of a trend among Democrat, Democrats, Democrats, that damn, did I just come up with a new slogan? <laughs> is a new trend among Democrats to adjust current terminology. Progressive Democrats, uh, Republican, rep, or, I'm sorry, progressive Democrats like Representative Cory Bush have also pushed towards referring to mothers and women as birthing people. Wrong. When we talk about birthing people, we, we're being inclusive. It's that simple. We're using gender-neutral language when talking about pregnancy. No, because pregnancy is not gender-neutral, bitch. Only women, only uteruses, only vaginas have the power to birth children. And you cannot take away from women the fact that they're literally superheroes who can 3D print organic material better than any machines or science that we have today. You cannot take that superpower away from them. It is the most incredible thing that a human can do ever, and only half of us can do it, and I could never claim to birth a child. I've been a part of several births. I have several children, and I cannot do what my wife did. Cannot do it. Promise you, no matter how hard I squeeze, no matter how much I push my belly out, I cannot have a child. Um, anyway, so that's wild. 
How many words, like in true 1984 fashion, all of the definitions are being changed to appease the Democrats? And I, I, it's just so weird. It's so bizarre that we've gotten to this point. Um, but anyways, I just wanted to elaborate on what that actual idea was before I moved on. So I know you were just so thirsty to wonder about New York's use of the term incarcerated individual. <laughs> so anyways, let's go back to the Donald Trump situation. So Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate was recently raided by the FBI for reasons that they say is specifically due to 17 boxes of documents that he took from the White House, some containing classified information. So is that bullshit? Probably. Um, there's probably many, many other reasons. You know, they could probably have come up with a far better excuse than that. But that is the current reason why they are saying that they did so. We will find out. Obviously, there will probably be very little charges. Donald Trump seems to believe, from the articles that I've read, that they are doing this to make sure that he cannot run again in 2024. If nothing else, it's going to embolden him and his followers to continue following him and to continue pointing at what is going on in our nation today with extreme concern, because if they can literally raid Donald Trump's house, they can very, 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 very easily do it with no pushback to me and you, obviously, right? None of us are as powerful or as rich or as capable legally as Donald Trump. And they did it to him without even giving him a search warrant, allegedly, uh, and, and kicked out his attorney, which we'll find out in an article that we discuss about that Eric Trump talks about. So one of the first things that came up with this is people talking about who actually executed this, who signed off on this warrant. And one of the more interesting uh, things was this list that came out of three individuals, Bruce Reinhardt, Bruce Reinhardt, if you don't know who Bruce Reinhardt was, he was a uh, lawyer who attempted to assist with the trafficking, uh, uh, the individuals who were in trouble after the Jeffrey Epstein case. So he literally helped protect the sex trafficking uh, and individuals who were maps, <laughs> the, the gross, disgusting pedophiles who were a part of Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking ring. He went to protect them. And, you know, we were talking about why people's houses who should actually be raided, right? And we'll look at that in just a second. But so these were a few people who signed off in this. Bruce Reinhardt, he helped sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein escape from any real justice, this tweet said, which comes from Robbie Starbuck. He also talks about Merrick Garland being the other one, which says Trump took his nomination away from the Supreme Court. And then Chris Ray, who's the FBI chief that Trump tried to fire, according to this individual, over his horrific job performance, and they all signed off on the rating of President Trump's house. Now, we'll look a little bit more into each one of those because I find it to be interesting that these individuals are the ones who decided that he's the one for these documents whose homes should be raided. Now, the first article that comes up talks about, uh, let's see if I can find it here. It came out of the uh, same one that I read earlier, Town Hall. So we'll see if we can find that article. Um, but it talked about uh, Merrick Garland. And it says that Merrick Garland faces possible impeachment. I believe this was just a statement made by Rand Paul, but they say that he was confident that Attorney General Merrick Garland could face possible impeachment over the FBI raid of formal our former President Donald Trump's Florida estate. Predicting that a full investigation won't happen until after the midterms commence in November, Paul demanded for the order to raid Trump's house to be revealed. Um, 
yeah, probably not happening there. Um, now, the uh, other thing that came up out of this was that, let's see if we can find it here. So this was about Bruce Reinhardt. Now, this is a tweet that came from Comfortably Smug, quite the Twitter name, um, but it says that on October, uh, this came from, oh, it doesn't say where the article came from, but it says on October 23rd, 2007, as federal prosecutors in South Florida were in the midst of a tense negotiation to finalize a plea deal with accused sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein, a senior prosecutor in their office was quietly laying out plans to leave the U.S. attorney's office after 11 years. On that date, as 11 emails were flying between Epstein's lawyer and federal prosecutors, Bruce Reinhardt, now a federal magistrate, opened and a litigation li or a limited liability company. Sorry, it's like blacked out on that spot. Limited liability company in Florida that established what would become his new criminal defense practice. The stated address, according to uh, Florida State Corporate Records was 250 South Australian Avenue, Suite 1400. It was the same location and identical suite number as that of Jeffrey Epstein's lead attorney. Interesting. It says, by the end of the year, Reinhardt had resigned his post um, in the District of Florida. Within days, on January 2nd, 2008, he was hired to represent several of Epstein's accused accomplices, who would later, like Epstein, re receive federal immunity for allegedly trafficking underage girls. Allegedly. Reinhardt's defection was one of many highly unusual turns that the Epstein case took 12 years ago. Moves that could merit examination as the multimillionaire's controversial non-prosecution agreement is dissected in the wake of this arrest last week on sex trafficking charges. That was an older article, but interesting nonetheless that this is the individual who's signing off on Donald Trump. If you're curious if this has any political motivations and is purely justice doing justice things. Probably not somebody who cares about justice is the person who's helping people get out of sex trafficking minors. All right, so let's go ahead and let's watch the clip of Peter Ducey um, going back and forth with the new press secretary. Don't really care for her name yet, um, but here it is. Thanks, Green. Do you consider Donald Trump to be a political rival of President Biden? I'm not going to speak to that from here. But you talk about Trump all the time. So do you consider him to be... I don't, I don't talk about Trump all the time. Ultra MAGA, you guys were criticizing his handling of COVID last week. Yeah. You've mentioned his January 6th response a couple days and, ago. No. So can you say, based on all that, I, I didn't say anything about Mar-a-Lago. I'm just asking you if you consider the president I'm, to be... I'm saying from here, I'm not going to comment on that. Does the president still... So you're not going to comment on the idea that he's a political adversary. He was literally the person that Biden ran against. That's the definition of a political adversary. <laughs> Why you're, if you're deflecting that question, I'm sure you're answering literally nothing. And if you've been watching her over time, she's even worse than her predecessor, which was very difficult to do, but she doesn't even seem to eat, attempt even to answer questions in the even circle back as the term would be before. Uh, but she doesn't even answer that. And then you'll see here, she goes on to literally basically answer none of these questions, but um, still interesting to see how she reacts nonetheless by, well, I don't bring up his name. Yes, you do. Every single conversation they have in that room at least drops his name one time or another. Want to uh, think that he would be very fortunate to run against Trump in 2024, like he has said before. Again, I'm not going to comment it's on. Just, it's just I'm a not quote from I'm, the president. In the next election, I'd be very fortunate if I had that same man running against me. Does he still? All think I can that? tell you, Peter, is that the president intends to run in 2024. 
Is there a concern here that if you guys don't say more, then these Republicans who are accusing this White House of weaponizing the Justice Department, weaponizing the FBI, are that's going to become the, the public sentiment. If you guys don't say once and for all, we are not doing that. First, first of all, we're just not going to comment on the Department of Justice investigation. Okay, we're no, just we're just not going to comment are, on that. Is this White House weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI against against political opponents? The president has been very clear uh, from before he was elected, very clear on this. Hold on. It's Throughout just, his time in now. office. I, I heard the quote. We will be playing the quote tonight at 6 o'clock. I actually do appreciate, because there's probably very little other actual individuals in that room that actually push back against this, as you can see how uncomfortable the sea of individuals is around him as these journalists. Uh, but I can appreciate Peter Ducey because he's actually, he's quite quick on his feet to realize what she's doing, to realize she's literally just parroting a quote that he already said. And he's quick to jump in and go, okay, I get that, 100%. Now, actually answer my question. Are they weaponizing the FBI? Because as we saw, they did this to Project Veritas. They raided their homes for the Ashley Biden diary under the direction of Joe Biden very, very clearly. There's no other reason, and they found nothing. They prosecuted nobody. Nobody went to jail. They're literally intimidating people like they're a, a mob, the mafia of Joe Biden, right? Why, why else would the FBI be kicking down the doors of journalists' homes, searching for a kid's, a, a woman's diary. Why? A diary, by the way, that outlines that there was inappropriate showers with Joe Biden that she believes affected her sexual urges later in life that she believes made her hypersexualized and the reason that she looks at sexuality the way that she did, which is why it was such a big deal and why it got hushed so bad and you can actually go find the Ashley Biden diary if you look at our Substack, redpillrevolution.substack.com, or directly on redpillrevolution.co. Back a few, few, few episodes, probably 10 or so episodes ago, I actually listed it in one of the Biden, Hunter Biden deep dives that I did. You can get the full diary right on there. Uh, I listed it in there for you and gave the link. But uh, the diary outlined a bunch of weird things. So you kind of saw some, you know, it gave me some empathy for Ashley Biden and seeing the situations that she's in and the mental health issues that she deals with and the family issues that she's dealt with and hardships and stuff. But one of the things that stood out about that was the fact that she talked about trying to unravel her difficulty with sexuality later in life and believing that she had inappropriate showers with her father uh, in her early years. Which comes at no surprise when you see that Hunter Biden, or Hunter Biden, well, also him, but Joe Biden sniffing every child that comes within three feet of him, 30 feet of him even, in some cases, <laughs> crazy. Uh, but weaponizing the FBI against Project Veritas for legally obtaining a diary, the president's daughter's diary, like how crazy, how wild is that? That imagine if somebody steals your daughter's diary and you hire a mob of individuals to go kick down their door to go see who found it. That's what the president of the United States did with the FBI here. And now again is doing it against the guy who he is a political adversary of, no matter how much he doesn't want to say it, is a political adversary of, is now sending the FBI to his home to raid his home with weapons in hand to find documents, right? Of course. 
But again, I appreciate what Peter Ducey is doing here because there's very, very, there's no other clips that we're finding of anybody. There's no other clips of any other journalist who's pushing back in these White House briefings the way that Peter Ducey does. And for him to jump in and, and really, and now I would love to hear, why can you not say yes or no? Why would you not want to answer the fact that the FBI is not being weaponized by the president of the United States to go after a former president in a way that nobody's ever done ever in the history of the United States ever? Why would you not just say, no, we're not doing that? That would be illegal. You can't even comment that it's illegal because you don't want it to come out later that there was some connection between Joe Biden and the FBI raiding a former president's house. Is this administration weaponizing the Justice Department and the FBI against political opponents? Peter, the president believes in the rule of law. The president believes in the independence no. of the Department yes, of Justice. Yes or no. Just no, that is House. no. It's a yes or a no for you. I'm answering the question. And the question is a yes or no question. What do you mean you're answering the question? You're not answering the question. You're skirting around it in every way possible. You're not saying no, we are not, or yes, we are. You don't get the, the that's that's how questions work, especially a question that says, "Are you doing this?" I believe in the justice system of America. No, it's a yes or no question. Answer the damn question. You may not like it, but I'm answering the question I'm just, and I'm no, no, I'm answering the question and I'm telling you that we are not going to comment on a criminal investigation. The president has been very clear. I laid out what his thoughts were back on January 7th in 20, in 2021 about how he saw the Department of Justice. And I'm just going to leave it there. We're not going to comment from here, from this White House, on a criminal investigation that is currently happening. And just one more about the Inflation Reduction Act. Who and here's where he goes down to talk about the IRS situation. So I will we'll let it run for here for a second so we can circle back to the original type of our beginning part of our conversation. So here's that. I'm here decided that Americans were crying out for more interaction with the IRS. I, I don't understand your question. You have to say more. Do you think it's going to be popular when the 87,000 new employees hired by the IRS go around and start auditing people to pay for the Inflation Reduction Act? So it's very clear. Uh, the IRS commissioner was very clear on this. He said that on, on the record, that this only will it will only apply to those earning over four hundred thousand dollars. The commissioner said, and I quote: "These resources are absolutely not about increasing audit scrutiny on small businesses or middle-income Americans, as we have been in planning. Our invest investment of these enforcement resources is designed around Treasury directive that audit rates will not rise relative to recent years." for households making under $400,000. So this is this is focus on those who are uh, uh, you know corporate wealthy tax cheats that Republicans, congressional Republicans wanted to uh, defend. That's who they wanted to defend. They wanted to defend those corporate uh, tax cheats. This is not about this is not about that. This is not about folks who make less than $400,000. So no new audits on anybody making under $400,000 no. here. Very clear. No. She failed to mention. She failed to mention the part where they were literally arming these IRS agents and giving them the use of deadly for the what is it? The license to kill of 007. Like, 
Ah, gosh. <clears throat> All right. So there's that. And then the last one that I will leave you guys with here is going to be the comment of President, uh, former President Donald Trump's uh, associate, Dana White, who talks about the Mario Lago raid, which I thought was an interesting perspective on it, which we'll talk about more in just a second. Uh, another one of your friends, Donald Trump. Yeah. Just had his place raided. I was wondering if you had any thoughts about that. Yeah, um, I, it's it's madness, man. The, the whole the whole the whole world is crazy right now. Some people have mentioned that we now live in a post-constitutional America or a banana republic. Yeah, it's interesting, man. I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to think about any of that stuff. I, I again, because I don't know enough about it. But uh, yeah, I can think of about. You know, without getting political right now and getting into all this fucking bullshit, but there's 10 other people's houses that probably should have been raided before, before his that haven't happened. So it'd be interesting to see how this plays out. I love that response. There's 10 other people whose houses should have been raided. You know what? And I wish he would have given names, but since he didn't, I will. Here's 10 people who should have been raided before Donald Trump. The first one talking about assassinations is Hillary Clinton. The body count just keeps rising for the Clinton family and nothing at all is done about it ever. There's a guy who literally shot himself twice in the head. There's a guy who hung himself, shot himself in the head and then crawled three miles, maybe, maybe you should raid her house. The next person is OJ Simpson. He definitely killed that woman. The next one is Nancy Pelosi skirting every, every insider trader law ever. Maybe raid her house and you'll find exactly where all, all of the, uh, you know, legal stock information and the real boxes that you should be looking for here. Next person I'll throw on that list is P. Diddy because he definitely killed Tupac. <laughs> maybe raid his house. The next person I'll list is Prince Andrew, who is the creepiest pedophile in the history of humanity next to Jeffrey Epstein on every plane ride ever to grope and sexually assault underage girls. The next one would be the man, the big guy himself, Joe Biden, for many, many reasons, including collusion, as well as profiting from his position as vice president of the United States, among many, many, many other things that hopefully come out once we see the you know Hunter Biden situation be followed up on. And speaking of Hunter Biden, the individual who is now flying on the plane, flying literally on Air Force One this week was Hunter Biden. Meanwhile, Donald Trump's home is getting raided and the individual who is showing that he was inappropriate with individuals in his own family who are underage, who had literal documentation of working his father's influence with China, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, the next one would be Bill Gates, obviously, for many, many reasons, crimes against humanity and all of the people that he killed under his own doctorate over the last several days. And then the other one would be mm, Bill Clinton himself. Oh, and I didn't even mention Anthony Fauci, the rat of all rats, who is literally responsible for all of the death of AIDS individuals, all of the deaths of the COVID situation. Uh, so many, so many, so many reasons. Go read the Robert Kennedy Jr. book to find out exactly why. 
But there, there are 10 individuals who should absolutely have had their homes raided before Donald Trump did. There you go. And that, my friends, is what I will leave you with today. <laughs> All right. So a wild situation that has occurred. Um, and we will see how it plays out. If anything actually comes of this, it seems like in an attempt to intimidate Donald Trump or else we would have had a search warrant listed everywhere. It would have been plastered on the walls. The exact reason every news article ever, if they actually had dirt on him, would have talked about how Donald Trump was going to be arrested. And you know, it's bullshit and just an attempt to intimidate him. But I guess as always time will tell. So again, thank you guys so much for listening. Go head over to redpillrevolution.co.com is for losers. Head over to the new website. Tell me what you think. If it sucks, deal with it. I'll make it better over time. But I think it's pretty cool. So I think you'll have a, a different opinion than that. So head over there. You can sign up for the Substack uh, directly on my website, redpillrevolution.co. Um, one thing I'm excited about coming up is that we're going to be doing more of our Roots episodes, which is deep dives into topics like history, uh, pharmaceutical industry, uh, all of these different topics. The next one I'm going to jump into is going to be on seed oils. And following that, I have an episode coming out where I'm going to be doing my very first interview style episode here discussing the Chinese organ trade, um, which is this horrific, horrific stuff going on in China right now. Um, so many awesome, awesome things. So head over to redpillrevolution.co right now. Sign up for the Substack. Um, become a part of the revolution. I would appreciate it so much. And I hope you guys have a great day. Um, all the socials at Red Pill Revolt. Um, again, share my stuff. I'll be putting out more and more content consistently um, and hoping to move to two episodes a week as I've kind of jumped into, but moving away one of those episodes from the current event style to more of our roots of the Red Pill Revolution podcast, which is deep dives into history, uh, financial financial collapses and things coming up like that, Bitcoin, um, you know, the pharmaceutical industrial complex. Uh, all of these things, the education BS that's going on and indoctrination of our children and the youth. So many awesome, interesting topics that I am going to be diving into very, very deep every single week um, and giving my perspective on and historical accounts on. So become a part of it. Uh, subscribe, five-star review. It would mean the world to me, redpillrevolution.co. And thank you so, so much for joining me today. And Welcome to the revolution. Have a great day. See you guys next week.